0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: One Friday last month, the Minister for Broadcasting and Media, Chris Farfoy, popped into the headquarters of the Otago Daily Times in Dunedin to unveil his government's latest move to sustain local news and journalism in tight times for the local news media. $55 million over the next three years in a special fund to which media companies big and small, local and national, could all apply to bankroll their work and their projects even the Otago Daily Times. And this is the biggest single public investment in journalism for decades and the first time public funding has ever become available for some media in New Zealand. And as we heard more recently on MediaWatch, opposition political parties are pretty worried about the media being reluctant to bite the hand that's feeding them in future – Opposition MP Melissa Lee was asking questions like this.
0: So the question was, if a minister or the prime minister threatened to actually pull your public interest journalism funding, would you run the story, is the question.
1: 100%. The amount of funding we gets around the drinks.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that question.
1: Now, when grilled about this at a parliamentary committee, Chris Farfoy said, don't worry, all the money will be dispensed at arm's length from politicians by the government's broadcasting funding agency. I am confident that any decisions that made uh, around any of the funding support that we have um, that we have uh, announced recently uh, is completely and utterly uh, clear of any ministerial involvement and uh, quite rightly is undertaken by New Zealand Air. But it turns out that that public interest journalism fund might be a bigger investment than the media reports have suggested so far. After the announcement, the Cabinet paper outlining the approval for the spending, investing in sustainable journalism, was released by the Ministry for Culture and Heritage after the Minister's big reveal. It says that $10 million will be spent this year, $20 million in the final year, 2023, but in 2022 it says $45 million is listed, making a total of $75 million all up. And in the current circumstances, another $20 million for more journalism is a very big deal. The Cabinet paper says that on the 6th of July 2020, Cabinet agreed to provide $77 million over three years for what it calls broadcasting initiatives, and the paper in the name of the Minister also says this. I will seek agreement to the use of the remaining $20 million in the contingency before the end of the 2020-2021 financial year. So, does that mean there will be a bonanza in 2022 for journalism, or not? Well, this week the Minister's office confirmed to Media Watch that, as reported last month, $55 million over three years will pay for public interest journalism via New Zealand On Air. But the Minister has a further $20 million contingency, which he may seek approval to draw down as he sees fit. Some of that contingency could go to the Public Interest Journalism Fund, if the Minister deemed it necessary, or the contingency could be used for other broadcasting and media priority initiatives, the statement said. So the $77 million referred to in the Cabinet paper includes the $55 million for the Public Interest Journalism Fund that's been confirmed and that extra $20 million contingency yet to be considered by the Minister. Now, the knowledge that there's another $20 million on the table for the Minister to call upon in 2022 probably means the media lobbying of the Minister won't let up between now and then. The first $10 million will be available this year, the Minister said, and the fund could be taking applications as soon as next month. But New Zealand On Air is relatively new to funding journalism and not with the sort of sums it will now have at its disposal. So this week I asked New Zealand On Air's Head of Funding Amy Mills, is New Zealand On Air ready for the job?
0: Yes, you're you're right, but actually we do have quite significant experience in terms of funding journalism and news and current affairs. We've gone through initial engagement with the sector to kind of gauge needs and understand where the pressure points are and how we do our normal funding and what does that look like.
1: So what what does that mean, engagement with the sector?
0: So 24 interviews that were undertaken by Hal Crawford post the Minister's announcement, so in sort of February, hour-long interviews going into um, questions about... Uh, defining at-risk public journalism. You know, we, we do fund news and journalism content currently, but there's a lot that we don't know about that sector that we need to understand, and so that's what those conversations were about. It was about understanding what the needs are out there.
1: You're also recruiting for a head of journalism and, uh, secondarily to that, uh, an advisor. So two, two new people specifically... Is that to administer this fund?
0: It is. So we're currently in market for the head of journalism role, and we've actually allowed ourselves some flexibility that if we need um, a couple more bodies on the ground that might look like a funding advisor but might actually be a bit more um, steeped in the experience of the journalism sector and might need to be doing something slightly different to our regular funding advisors that work into the New Zealand Media Fund, which is our sort of baseline funding model. We're trying to land that head of journalism role first and foremost, and if timings can allow, we'd look for them to help drive some of that further recruitment to ensure they're getting the right people working into them to, d- to deliver the fund.
1: So these new people you're hiring with specific journalism experience, are they the ones who are going to be making the decisions? They could be pretty powerful people in determining whether some $55 million or more, as it may be, over three years goes?
0: We're still working through those processes. And what I would say is that in terms of how we do things As per our business as usual approach, we will oftentimes ensure that if we've got an initiative that might be targeted towards, say, children's content, or we've recently done one around pan-Asian content, we'll ensure that we have representation not external assessors that can feed into that so that you've got practitioners able to have eyes across projects without conflicts of interest of course alongside internal staff so I would imagine we'd be looking at a similar type process in terms of this fund.
1: So it won't just be this head of journalism or their advisor from the industry presumably that's going to be that will be green lighting the money for the propositions?
0: No and that's not how we would normally do things you always have multiple sets of eyes across applications so there's a sort of rigor behind that so we will be trying to emulate everything we're currently doing within the same framework for this fund because we're, it's it's tried and tested methods. So,
1: OK. And finally, um, the Cabinet paper that was released just after the announcement by the Minister of this Public Interest Journalism Fund, uh, in it he said he, he expected uh, that applications could be coming in as soon as April, which is only next month, mm-hmm. and he even said uh, at one point the, um, the first bits of content he would hope to see by the end of May, mm-hmm. uh, that's really close. Is that going to happen?
0: So I think the end of May deadline um, isn't a feasible one and we're looking to have the fund open at the very end of April um, and we are aware that there's $10 million that has to get out the door by the end of June. So again the, the processes will flow from there in terms of how we run assessment and, and that at the moment for us is an eight week assessment process and it may be less than that it might be slightly tighter but we're still going to be working towards ensuring that decisions are made before the end of the financial year.
1: That actually as is, is head of funding do you have a role in this do you have even like a power of veto if you don't like a particular journalism idea you could you could scratch it even if your newly appointed head of journalism thought it was great
0: I certainly do not have a power of veto <laughs> no and and I will be involved absolutely but has to be driven by that that team but of course in terms of recruitment processes they might be on later than say the first rounds open so I will be involved in that process but as will others yeah
1: that was Amy Mills New Zealand on air's head of funding